This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all the phone calls on the Phillies and who you put the story of this, this season on, really. Is it the management, Jabrowski? Is it Thompson? Or is it the players? And, and we all have been debating that. All morning long, and of course the Sixers and the offseason and the idea of Fred Van Vliet kind of making himself a possibility for the Sixers. We'll get back to all that, your phone calls as well. But right now, let's go out to the guest line here, talk to a guy we talked to a few weeks ago, right as Darren Morey was about to give his end-of-the-season press conference. It's Billy King to talk about the Sixers offseason, the hiring Nick Nurse, and of course the documentary tonight that's going to be on NBA TV, Everything But The Chip, about the 0-1 Sixers. Billy, how you doing today? Billy! I'm doing good. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. Billy, I'm going to ask you a question that it might be kind of hard to answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway because you're the smartest basketball person I know. (laughs) Do you think Nick Nurse was the right coach for the job to get this team out of the second round? Well, I I don't think it matters the the coach as much as as the players got to decide that they want to get out of the second round. Mm. Um, That to me is, you know, Jimmy Butler decided he wanted to win game seven. To get to the the next round, and 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 you know Nick will come in. I think he'll have some new ideas, some new new defensively. He's very good defensively, but offensively he'll put some new wrinkles in. But the players ultimately got to buy in. It's okay. This is what it's going to take to get there because you know Doc came in and you know Joel went more inside. He was on that run, probably for the MVP for a lot of Doc's you know three years here. Um, they just couldn't get over it. Um, but you know the coach will give them guidance and give them a structure. The players ultimately decide, you know, how far they go. You know what, Billy? That's the second time you said that, and and I I really listen to that. So, is it really just about that? The players buying in to just just trying to be better players and and play cohesively. Yeah, because it's about the little things. Like you know, the, the little things is what matters to get to that point. It's it's like Michael Jordan making that pass to Steve Kerr in the corner or the John Paxson. Yeah, because if he doesn't make that pass, he may force shot and they lose. But he has trust in his teammates. He makes that pass. Um, it's Jimmy Butler saying that last year when they lost, he says, "We have enough. We, you know, we can get it done next year. We have enough." And this year they do get it done. 
it's that mindset that the veteran, the, the leaders of your team set. And because the, they're the ones that are with the players in the locker room, you, you know, you, the coach is going to give their rah-rah speech. Mm-hmm. When they leave that locker room, it's the players, the veterans, the leaders of the locker room say, okay, yes, we do have to do this. Or, man, he's, he's full of BS. We ain't got to do it. That's what happens in the locker room. It's, it's the players ultimately come down to decide, I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to win. Billy, uh, Daryl Morey ultimately went with a guy that he knew. He, you know, he had Nick Nurse under him in Houston when uh, Nurse was uh, one of the G League coaches for the Rockets affiliate. Uh, talk about that. Like, you know, sometimes you have a coach and a GM who don't really know each other. It just kind of becomes, hey, he's available, we go get him. But then the relationship here, obviously Morey wanted to go with someone that's a good coach, but someone that he had a relationship with. Talk about what it's like to have a coach that you know versus a coach that maybe you don't know so much. You're trying to get to know them on the fly. Well, because the philosophies are very similar, and you understand. And when the pressure situations which come about, which they're going to be pressure situations, is you know how the coach is going to react if you're the GM, and GM, you know the, the you know the coach, you know how the GM is going to react. That to me is when the pressure gets there, they understand. Or if you decide that you have a you know which happens where you, you know you get a heated argument, you don't take it personal because you know each other. It's when you don't know each other and the heated argument comes about. People read into a different way, and, and it's harder to get over sometimes. And that, and that where friction can start. So when you have somebody that you do know, you can get more, you know, you can get more heated with them. You can have deeper conversations, or and also just philosophy when you're going out looking for players. You say, "This is why I'm getting this guy." And the coach goes, "Okay, I understand. All right, and he'll he'll buy it and play it." Coaches can can ruin a GM's uh, draft pick by just not playing the guy or putting the guy in bad situations, playing them, but playing against people that they know they can't guard as a rookie and the G- make the GM look bad. And it happens all the time. Well, it does. Billy King joining us here, talking some Sixers as we head towards the uh, the announcement soon, I'm sure, of Nick Nurse as the Sixers coach. But, Billy, the other reason we want to bring you on today it's talking about everything but the chip, the uh, documentary NBA TV tonight about the 2000-2001 Sixers. So, uh, and we're all excited to watch this tonight. T- tell us about how this came about, and, and obviously they, uh, they got you to talk a little bit there and, and be part of this. Uh, how long has this been in the works, and, and, and when did you find out that the NBA wanted to put together a documentary on your team? I heard that they were doing it, and as a matter of fact, they reached out to me, I want to say, probably a year ago, and I... It never worked. It never worked, and they'd gotten everybody. The All Star Game this last year, they were trying to. I was in and out for a day. Couldn't get it. So then they came to Philly, and I think I was the last one that they were able to get under um, on the film. And you know, so um, I'm anxious to see it because there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I talked about. Different players talked about that, and I think Alan said it. You know, it wasn't all peaches and cream that year. As great as the run was. There were things behind the scenes that you know that needed to be ironed out and taken care of. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it comes out in the film. <laughs> I, you know how some of the stories are shared, but um, but it was you know that year as great as it was, it was it was a draining draining season. You know, my question is that because like when when you say it like that, Billy, I think it's going to be some salacious, salacious things being said. I'm I'm kind of curious. Did, did Billy King use some cuss words? <laughs> Like, because like, I can't see you cussing, Billy. To be totally honest, did you well, use some I, cuss words in in the documentary? No, 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 no. I don't think I did. But uh, Hugh, if you go back, and I think it was uh, Alan Iverson and Chris Webber did show up for uh, a fan appreciation. I think that was. The no, one I remember time. that. I remember that. <laughs> that's, that's the one time where I, I did lose it. But no, I don't. I don't think I did in this situation. Um, 
But you know, I'm tr- I was trying to remember when, when it came out, like because when you do it, you do it, and you, then if you leave, okay, great. Now he's there. Okay, how's that going to come out in the in the film? Because <laughs> there are some stories I know that I brought up that they were even like, wow, nobody's ever no, no nobody brought that up. So there are some things that I said that nobody that they interviewed throughout the whole time uh, said. So see how that plays. Well, I can't wait to see. Yeah, that, this though. is going to be fun, Billy. I'm I'm curious. At one, was there a moment? Was there a game uh, during that season? Where yeah, I always think the stakes are raised when you realize something could be special. Like, did you, how how long into that season did you realize you guys had a real shot? So uh, obviously you're going to do everything you can to keep those threads together behind the scenes so this thing doesn't come apart. Was it early on you realized it? Halfway through, like when did you realize if we keep this together, if we're all on the same page, we got a shot here? Well, I, it really was like right on the All Star break, right before Theo broke his wrist. I thought we we do have a shot, and Larry Brown had been wanting. Uh, to make the trade from a tumbo for a while because I think he he saw it. I just I thought we had a good group, but once Theo broke his wrist, I was just concerned how long it was going to take him to come back, and when he came back, how long it was going to take him to get in the mix, and could we lose that momentum? And so that's why we made the trade from a tumbo. And so, but I knew at that point at the All Star game that this is special. That's why I said you know you only have a certain chance to get to the finals and try to win a chip, and that's why I said you know if you trade from a tumbo. His experience gives you the best chance against a Shaq if you face them in the championship. Well, and you face them, and you guys obviously, you know, what what a run it was all the way there to the finals. Billy, I, I want to get your thought on the NBA finals, which start coming up here on Thursday night, tomorrow night, the Heat and the Nuggets here. What, what's your thought on this matchup? Obviously one that not many people predicted, you know, two months ago, but here we are, an eight seed against a one. What do you think, Miami and Denver? Well, I mean, Denver's been playing great, um, led by Jokic, but I think Murray, and, and they built up to this because before, I think two years ago when they were in the bubble, they got they were injured and they were playing great. And then Murray tore his ACL. Um, so I think they're just getting back to that rhythm they had going. But I, def, I just don't think you can count out Miami because of their heart and their warrior-like mentality. I mean, everybody wrote them off against Milwaukee. Then they wrote them off against, you know, Boston, you know, and I just think that they have that mentality that they're not going away. And so I'm not reading again. I'm not believing that it's going to be a sweep just because of that mentality they have and, um, and the, the, the belief that they have they can win, win the championship. Um, you know, the one thing Pat Rowley has always done, and Eric has continued it, they always, when they go in the playoffs, they start counting down from 16 to get to that championship. You know, So now they're down to four. In their mind, that's what it takes to win. So they're not looking at seven-game series. They're like, All right, we got four more games to get a championship. And they started with 16. So it's a mentality and a culture that they built down in Miami since Pat Riley's been there. Then. And it's amazing. Everybody talks about San Antonio Spurs, the Lakers. The one constant that Miami's always been has been Pat Riley. And they find guys that, Nobody, everybody could have had. They develop them, and they just keep winning. They change whether it's Dwayne Wade, it's Shaq, it's LeBron, and they bring in new guys, and they just keep winning because you know Pat is. Uh, he did it with the Lakers, he did it in New York, and he's done it now in Miami. I think he goes down as one of the best to ever coach and run a NBA franchise ever. Well, I agree with you. It is pretty crazy, yeah, Billy. Jimmy Butler, different too. Well, he is. Like, yeah. Different. Well, they found him. They, they, you know, they were, and people, Billy, people don't talk about it. I think enough here. Like there was baggage when Jimmy left. Like it's, it's very easy to say now the Sixers made a mistake. They did letting Jimmy Butler go, but it wasn't like everyone realized he could be this. It's, it's almost like he meshed very well with that Heat culture, and it's gotten him to be a better player. Well, because when you go there, they don't. Miami doesn't change for anybody. 
They don't change their culture or who they are for anybody. They didn't do it for LeBron. They're not going to do it for Dwayne Wade, Shaq. And they don't do it for Jimmy Butler. So when, when players go there, this is how they they play and this is how they, they conduct themselves and, you know, where they do their body fat. Everything they do, they don't change for anybody. So every player that goes there knows, like, okay, not, they didn't change for Shaq or Dwayne Wade or LeBron. They're not changing for me. So they all buy in. Well, and the buy-in is where it should be a great finals. Billy, we appreciate you hopping on as always, and uh, we'll be watching tonight. Everything but the chip on NBA TV at 8 o'clock. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate it.